0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with a single entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Oh, we are here. We've reached it. We've reached my favorite month of them all. Not just because of my birthday falls in this month. No, because of the mayhem, the march to madness, everything that's about to take place with college basketball. And it's great to be back with you on Three Dog Thursday. I'm merely the somewhat capable, almost 52-year-old host. Do I say that? I did say that. I'm a half century in here. I will say this. I've enjoyed the NCAA basketball tournament experience for over five years. 40-plus years of my life, I'm ready for it again. But We still have some regular season games to get to, some underdog thoughts to get to. We're ready to do all of that straight ahead from Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com. Senior Handicapper Brian Edwards is back, loaded both barrels here, ready to go with lots of college basketball talk. Cannot wait to hear what he has to say on the SEC in particular. Uh, There's a couple of Big Ten games we might be interested in as we release the podcast on Thursday. Coach K's final game at Cameron against North Carolina coming Saturday night. We'll get some thoughts from Brian on all of that later on in the podcast. You know, at the risk of uh, of being biased, I mean, we, we spread this out last week. We talked some Big Ten with Dan Leach on the podcast out of Michigan. We talked some Mountain West and some West Coast teams with T.C. Martin out of Las Vegas. Let's go to the Big 12 conversation, and Tyler Jones will be here. Love, Tyler, from the Jones Report. Uh, Tyler Jones live on social media Kansas guy, Kansas grad. He'll give you some insight on the Jayhawks, on the Big 12 race, on the Big 12 tournament, what it's like to be in that arena for the Big 12 tournament at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. Tyler later in the program, Brian Edwards straight ahead. First, a reminder, however you found us, Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com wherever you found the show with a social media link, etc., make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe. Thousands and thousands and thousands of you have found us as the football season is ending. And now we're into the college basketball season. Easiest way to get us is to follow or subscribe. Lots of underdog advice. We're going to have so much conference tournament advice next week on the show. And then we're right on the eve, right as the NCAA tournament is beginning. We'll have a, a lot of underdog advice for the Thursday and the Friday in particular of the NCAA tournament. Cannot wait for 32 games in those two days. Find us, subscribe, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Find us on Three Dog Thursday. All of that out of the way. Here he is back aboard. We love Brian Edwards' Insight for a few minutes uh, here on the program, at least anyway. Senior handicapper with Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. It's here, brother. It's here. The month of March is here. We are ready to go. How are you feeling?
2: Oh, great, man. That was a great rally by my Gators last night. It looked like the (laughs) fork was about to be inserted into the at-large hopes. And uh, what a block by Fleming. What a a great pass by Castleton, a clutch shot by – by Fleming, and uh, I, feel, I felt bad for Pippen missing that front end because he had been absolutely spectacular that whole game.
0: Yeah, it's almost, I mean, the, the calendar did flip to March. That was almost like a March game, even though it was in Nashville, not on a neutral floor for Florida there. And we've we've already seen some craziness. We, we saw a great Villanova-Providence game on Tuesday night. We saw a tremendous finish to Wisconsin and Purdue. The banked in three, the bank open. A couple of bank ends late in the game for Wisconsin. It was their night. They clinched the Big Ten title. And we haven't even gotten hey. to those conference tournaments yet, my friend. It's, it's been crazy already this week.
2: Yeah, on that note, I had Providence last night, and they are now nine and one, both straight up and against the spread in ten games as an underdog.
0: How about that? Uh, and again, they have been so good in clutch games. They are now eleven and two in games decided Providence by five or less or overtime. Eleven and two. The two losses, both to Villanova, who nosed them out again. And let's see if they get a third meeting in, where Villanova would have to beat them for a third time in the Big East tournament. Uh, next week and again as brian's making mention we are doing this right before the launch of three dog thursday we don't have the wednesday results we don't know those he and i and the lines are not yet out at the time that brian is needing to tape and we're needing to get this done so we'll do our best to take a look at thursday why don't we move into that for a second or two here and then we'll get to a much bigger saturday because that has the sec and that also has the north carolina duke finale for coach k after some uh what 40 years on the bench at duke and the winningest coach of all time he'll play north carolina one more time at home and then it's on to the postseason for his final postseason. Um, all right so when we get into thursday big 10 again uh, at the time we're taping michigan has demolished michigan state in a makeup game early in the week michigan now playing iowa revenge spot for iowa who lost to michigan at home no jawan howard again for the fourth straight game this is what the third straight uh home game here for the Uh, for the Wolverines, actually fourth straight home game for the Wolverines, Phil Martelli, the interim coach, Iowa probably going to be the underdog here off of the Michigan blowout of Michigan state. I would think I was getting two or three points in revenge. Any interest from you in a big 10 doggy as we release three dog Thursday here on Thursday.
2: It is certainly a very quick turnaround for Michigan off a rivalry game. Um, You know, 48 hour turnaround, But um, the way – well, actually, Brooks played 38 minutes last night. Dickinson played 32. But everybody else was 27 or fewer. So, you know, maybe the fact that those guys did not play heavy, heavy minutes outside of Brooks and and Dickinson, uh, maybe they'll be okay. You know, I certainly don't think Phil Martelli is a downgrade uh, in the coaching department in any way whatsoever. In fact, I thought that was a a stroke of genius when Howard made him his top hire when he got the job. You know, obviously Martelli's, you know, been around for decades, won hundreds and hundreds of games in the Atlantic 10 for St. Joe's. Um, yeah, I think you're right probably on the line, probably anywhere from two and a half to four on Michigan's way. Um, I was playing pretty good ball, but, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know that I'm, I got any feel for that one. Now, Iowa has won four in a row, going three and one against the spread, That only nine cover laying 13 on the road. They won by 10. To Nebraska. So Iowa is playing good ball. I, I just I um I don't think I want to go against either one of those teams right
0: now. And we don't and we don't know what we're gonna get with Michigan because again, Michigan's in must-win mode trying to make the NCAA tournament, and they had Illinois clobber them on the weekend at home. Then they turn around and beat the rival Michigan State, who's on the bubble themselves badly. I don't know what we're gonna get here. And, and Iowa kind of goes as Keegan Murray goes. We'll see what happens in that. There is a smaller conference team that you are interested in for Thursday and a reason why behind it for the audience that's hearing us as we release on Thursday and has time to act. What is that team and matchup?
2: Well, yeah, and I forget if we've mentioned it because normally they don't play on um, Thursday, so uh, Mm -hmm. I I, I doubt we have. But I've been just – I noticed this trend with Monmouth uh, coached by King Rice, former uh, UNC point guard. who had, He had a really good team three or four years ago with that uh, point guard, Justin Robinson. They nearly got to the tournament, but they got bounced in the uh, semifinals, of their conference tournament, and, and that did them in. And they, they weren't able to get the at-large. But uh, anyhow, the under is on a 20-5 and five run, and I've just been taking all their unders here wow. for about a month. I mean, I have lost uh, either one or two of them, but I'm either – I'm either like five and one or six and two on it. So it's been a moneymaker for me. Um, I lost one last Friday, but I came right back to it on Sunday and got another one. Um, you know, as long as and none of them, you know, the odds makers aren't making big adjustments That All of them have pretty much been in the, you know, they've had a couple that were 131 and a half, but everything else has been bet- between 134 and 141 for the most part. So I would say if it's, you know, 133 or more, I'll probably be on Monmouth under again tomorrow. They play uh, Quinnipiac. And yep. uh, help me out if I miss that pronunciation. No, you got, got it. it. That is
0: the opening okay. round of the MMA at the MAAC, the Metro Atlantic mm-hmm. Athletic Conference. And they play on campus sites. So it's a Monmouth home mm-hmm. game in the opening game of that tournament for them in the quarterfinals. And uh, again, we'll see what the what the line actually is. But Brian is still, unless it's outrageous, Brian is still loving the under no matter what the line is in that matchup. This is a conference that has Iona up at the top of it uh, and Siena up at the top of it as well when it gets down to it. And they're going to play at home sites uh, through this tournament here until they, get to the, until they get to the semifinals. And then we'll see uh, how it all plays out. But Monmouth might be the Thursday night play as you listen to Brian Edwards. You are not on or- a radio
2: call for the finals of this conference tournament, are you?
0: I am not on that one. I will be on the Horizon League before we're back nice. next week, which is also on Tuesday night, and that is the league that has Cleveland State, that has Oakland did University you, out of Michigan, has Detroit, has you, uh, has several. Did you of them, see yeah.
2: IUPUI only had five players last night? Correct.
0: They <laughs> and all, covered they they all five played and they played fairly well keeping it to within 10 yeah. it was like a 24 point yeah. line with five guys playing 40 minutes and none of and one of them had 3 fouls right around halftime and he became a defensive liability on I can't go down and try to rebound I can't guard anybody because then we're playing hockey then we're playing 5 on 4 power play if he goes yeah. out so welcome to conference play but yes in the Horizon League Oakland University has moved on you've got Wright State you've got Uh, As we mentioned, Cleveland State, the defending champions. We'll see who ends up on Tuesday night in Indianapolis. And thank you for the reminder that that game will be a national digital call on TuneIn Radio. Before we're back on Three Dog Thursday, I'll be calling the Horizon League Championship. Semifinals will be Monday night. I'll call the title game on the TuneIn free app. You'll find it on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel on TuneIn. For free to be able to hear it. I'm looking forward to that for the conference tournament play. As you listen here to Brian Edwards of Vegas VegasInsiderMajorWager.com, a few more moments with you. Saturday, man, Saturday, I know you lean to the SEC. Let's talk about that first. A couple of huge games that will be going on, uh, including the Gators, who you mentioned. We're both in the Sunshine State. Florida with Kentucky. Hey, point blank before we get to this game. Kentucky defeats uh, Ole Miss on Tuesday night. Uh, they are one of the top teams, obviously in this conference. One of the top teams in the country is Oscar Sheebway, the player of the year. Do you believe he's locked up the SEC player of the year at this point, or is it up for debate, like Notay of of Arkansas, somebody else? What do you think before before Florida hosts uh, Kentucky coming up?
2: No, I think it's uh, I think it's Sheebway, um, and, and you know, I, I mean, I'm sure Kessler. Uh, or and Jabari could get some votes, but Jabari probably you know gets unanimous freshman of the year for Auburn. Uh, and Kessler probably got dominated too bad by Castleton twice to uh, to get that. Whereas Shibue kind of put it to uh, Castleton. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go with Shibue.
0: Chibwe's been a rebounding machine, a monster, and we'll see what that what that means for this matchup with Florida. Kentucky probably still like a three- or four-point favorite going into Gainesville Saturday. Project for me, what do you think? To me, my line would probably be Kentucky minus three, but I will say
2: the oddsmakers always give the Gators tons of respect at home, so I'm not going to be surprised if it's Pickham or Kentucky minus one. My line would probably be Kentucky uh, minus three. Um, Florida, uh, you know, they got to defend better than they did last night, but they usually do defend well. Uh, just credit to Vanderbilt. They made like five shots, like right at the shot clock uh, buzzer. Most of them threes. Vandy shot the lights out last night. Florida was very good offensively. They need to be that good offensively Saturday uh, and be a little better uh, defensively. Um, and uh, it's, it's one Florida's got to have if they don't get it. You know, depending on who they would play in a second game, assuming they win their first down in Tampa, uh, it would have to be a high quality win in their second one. But I think if they beat Kentucky, uh, and I don't, again, I don't know, we don't know the SEC seedings for Tampa next week, but um, if they beat Kentucky, as long as they don't lose to like a, a Georgia or just a, the one of the worst teams in the league next week, they, they should be in, uh, you know, barring a, a just a horrible loss. And I'm not really sure how the seedings are going to shake out and if they would even have a, the chance to play a bad team like that.
0: Yep, and the SEC tournament is coming here to my neck of the woods, the Amelie Arena, the home of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champions will vacate for that tournament to come in uh, next week. And we'll see what happens again with a with a huge influx, I'm sure, of Kentucky fans, a huge influx of Arkansas fans that will be here around spring oh, yes. break time. The Hogs will finish at Tennessee, rematch revenge game for the Vols at home. Brian, is Tennessee going to be the home favorite? Again, you and I don't know the Arkansas LSU result. We know that Tennessee Tuesday night had some problems losing in the first half against Georgia, who has one win on the whole season in the SEC, but they came back and they won the game by double figures, I think, against Georgia in the end. So Tennessee at home, revenge game. Is Tennessee going to be a slight favorite, depending on what happens with Arkansas LSU? What is your thought real quick?
2: Yeah, Tennessee's still undefeated at home. They got to be favored, despite the fact that Arkansas goes into Wednesday on a thirteen and one straight up run and a twelve one and one against the spread run. But I, yeah, I think Tennessee's got to be about three or anywhere from two and a half to four. I would say three ish uh, would be my number there.
0: Everybody's going to look at Kentucky. They're going to look at Arkansas. I know you're going to say Florida Gators. Is Tennessee though puncher's chance? Auburn, yes, up at the top. Maybe Tennessee puncher's chance here. Maybe LSU puncher's chance at that SEC tournament. What are you? What are you scouting here before it ever begins?
2: Uh, when I was on in, with uh, the Veasan guys yesterday, and they told me that they had SEC tournament odds out already, and they said Arkansas was plus seven fifty. That sounded like the most uh, of you know number of value. Uh, they were saying Tennessee was only like plus three fifty or, or plus four hundred, whereas I mm. think Tennessee and Arkansas about equal to me. Um, so I would think Arkansas at plus 750 would be the value play. Kentucky was uh, plus 180-ish or plus 185 favorite, which sounds about right. But, I mean, yeah, a half dozen teams can win that. I don't think that Florida can win it. Um, they can definitely win a couple, but I think a couple will probably only get them to the semifinals. And um, and at that point, if they get a couple, uh, they'll, they'll probably be satisfied, and I will be satisfied and just assume we save our legs for the big tourney the following week.
0: I like that. A few more moments here. As I mentioned, Coach K's final game at Cameron with over a 1,000 wins, the all-time winning as coach, a team that is a really good team that's won the regular season now at the ACC. They clinched that on Tuesday night with a win over Pitt. This has got to be – I mean, they blew North Carolina out in the first game. North Carolina looked shaky, fortunate to win in overtime against Syracuse. What do I know? But is this, this screams like double digit lay here for Duke? We don't have the line. You may know the line as you're listening to it as the weekend unfolds, as I like to say. I'm thinking Duke might be laying 10 points in the final matchup with North Carolina here. Is that crazy for the final one for Coach K at home?
2: No, I think it's going to be more. Uh, I think it's going to be 15 ish. Or, I mean, Carolina, you know, barely beats the Q's at home the other night. Uh, and how many did they get beat by at home to Duke? 20-something, right?
0: Correct. Or, uh, game, they were down over, 20 in the
2: first half. Game
0: yeah. over like a Mike Tyson knockout yeah. in the first in the first half, yes.
2: I mean, I think Duke's got to be 15, and I wouldn't right. be shocked if they're 17, to be honest. Yeah, well, that'd, that'd, that'd probably be a little too much.
0: It's a but rivalry I think it'll be game, 15. but North Carolina just doesn't score. They don't shoot it as well, and you just wonder if Duke doesn't play with a lot of emotion. Maybe they're too wound up. Uh, here with the emotion of Coach K's final game in Cameron. It's obviously not his final game because they're playing the ACC tournament. They'll be in the NCAA tournament. But here we go with that. So maybe, maybe there will be some emotion on that, Brian.
2: Um, well, I was just going to um, point out a few uh, trends going into Saturday. Um, the over is on a 9-1 and one run uh, for South Carolina. Uh, the over is hitting seven straight and eight of the last nine for Ole Miss. The over is on a 15-4 and four run. Uh, For West Virginia. Wow. And we don't know the Wednesday result for St. John's, but their their game's been flying over seven in a row when Posh Alexander is healthy. Um, And there was another STC. Oh, Georgia. Well, that one went under last night, but they had been rolling on overs and that was on pace to go over. Um, in fact, I would have had a 4-0 had that gone over last night. I just thought I'd squeeze in those uh, quick uh, trends. Well, and it gives me
0: a chance to mention to our audience on Three Dog Thursday. Again, you know results from Thursday night, but as you're looking towards Saturday, Brian will have it on his social media. He'll have it on MajorWager.com. Look at some of these different plays, underdogs, or if you're on a total, et cetera. They need to be locked in because the information is going to be flying every which direction Starting now for like the next four weekends, we cannot wait for this.
2: Yeah, and another one uh, that I just thought of uh, with that win last night or Tuesday night, Wisconsin is now seven and two, both straight up and against the spread in nine games as an underdog. So there's another underdog uh, trend Wisconsin and Providence. I, you know, I don't know. I think Providence wrapped up their regular season tuesday night so I, i don't know when and if we'll see wisconsin and providence in underdog roles but they have thrived in them and even Ole miss uh improved to five and one against the spread as in six games the double digit dog uh tuesday night with that cover uh at kentucky and i guess you possibly could see Ole miss as a double digit dog down in tampa
0: Well, and again, we're going to talk more with Tyler Jones in a few moments about the Big 12. How about the TCU upset of Kansas? How about Kansas failing to win any of the games in Texas the entire year? Lost to the Longhorns, the Red Raiders, lost to Baylor, and now lost to TCU. But Brian, they're turning right around and playing on Three Dog Thursday again against TCU in a makeup game. Uh, here, so Tyler will have more on that one coming up. Again, we are slanted in the south. You and I can't wait for the SEC to play out here and what's going to happen in these games. Plug away on how they find everything from you, social media, and more on your great information. Go ahead? Yeah, on
2: Twitter, uh, my handle is at Vegas uh, B Edwards. Uh, you find my content majorwager.com. You find my picks. Uh, that are now on a 34-16 and run in college basketball since uh, February 16th. Um, And uh, the Major Wager uh, Twitter account is at Major Wager Uno. And uh, thanks, as always, for having me, TJ. Have a great weekend. And uh, watch out for those Razorbacks and those kitty cats all over your hometown next week.
0: Yeah, they're all going to be headed this way. Brian, thank you again. Find him on MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider. As I mentioned, Tyler Jones is coming up straight ahead. We look forward to that conversation as we rock on. And we're brought to you in part by WinBet. They've got a massive college basketball contest upcoming where the grand prize winner gets reserve seating, four seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sports Book for the early round action of the college basketball tournament Thursday, March 17th, Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they're getting $1,000 worth of free bets from WinBet. Any WynnBet patron that places a minimum $25 wager on college basketball during this promotional period becomes automatically eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There's no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron raises uh, uh, wagers thousand dollars on college basketball during the promotional period, they get forty entries uh, as part of this contest. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be twenty-one or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, have them call one 800 522 4700 It is WinBet and WinBet.com for the college basketball tournament contest. Hey, we're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on. And one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free, and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day. Free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get the app. Create the account. Start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them on the app and compare your own stats to theirs. Download it now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win with Stable Duel. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. The March... Madness is right around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in for the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams, and now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are really high. So get into your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and then just list them on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run, and that ticket will pay for the rest. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. Like Wes from Iowa, who sold a $250 30-to-1 Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap. So now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are there and cash out on PropSwap when all the tourneys start. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up. Download the free PropSwap app today. It has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and the red-hot tickets that are for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match using our promo code SGP on your first deposit. And PropSwap will match that deposit up to $500. Join real sports bettors on PropSwap. That's where America buys and sells sports bets. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows. And everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app.
1: The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves.
0: Indeed, we do roll along looking so forward to everything that is going to happen in the month of March. The march to madness and the mayhem is underway. Who better to sort out the mayhem with me than my guy that I go to, especially for all things in the Midwest, all things in the Big 12, still smarting over the Kansas City Chiefs defeat in the AFC title game. I think he's over it. He's instead moved over to his Kansas basketball which they've been a little bit of a struggle as of late as i bring tyler jones on here from the jones report love tyler's insight on all things including the big 12 one of the specific reasons we have uh good to have you i thought that we were going to be talking about kansas rolling into the final regular season weekend here but now it's a question mark about who wins the big 12 after the jayhawks have taken a couple of l's nonetheless it is good to be with you my friend on three dog thursday how you feeling
1: TJ, doing great. Uh, About to leave Omaha and uh, start a new venture with Chat Sports in Dallas next week. So uh, if you hear some echoes or see a blank wall (laughs) behind me, that's what's going on. The moving is underway as we speak, as we're recording this. But, yes, the Big 12 Conference race coming right down to the wire. And, you know, TJ, even though I went to KU and and I root for this team and such, I'm not one of these people that is – rooting for bad things to happen to others to help out Kansas. I've always been of the belief if you can control your own destiny and take care of business and, and if it doesn't work out, that's your problem. That's your fault. So when, when Baylor beat Texas on Monday night, I wasn't disappointed in that. I was saying, you know, Hey, you know, they, they did their job. They did what they were supposed to do. Kansas should have taken care of business against Baylor on Saturday, against TCU on Tuesday, and now they find themselves in position with two games to go in three days, a half game back behind the Baylor Bears, hoping at this point just to get a split for the Big 12 crowd.
0: Well, and what's interesting is the game that you now reference as we release the podcast on Three Dog Thursday is a makeup game, right, with the Froggies at Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse that was supposed to be a January game but now it looms, as I like to say, large with a capital L because Texas gets a chance at revenge. They want payback, and it is now large because it pulls them into a tie for the final day of the regular season in a co-Big 12 championship, but also for the number one seed. And you and I are going over the tiebreakers here that if Kansas and Baylor are tied it looks like it's going to work out for Kansas. We'll go over that in a couple of seconds, but just big picture. This is unusual because of the COVID cancellation or postponement of the game that Kansas is going to get another game right back 48 hours later with the same team, the Froggies, who just beat them Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. Uh, Curtis Townsend did the scouting report on TCU for Tuesday night. I think that he's going to have a whole lot more notes for Thursday <laughs> night game after the beatdown they suffered in that second half collapse. And that's been the story when you looked at these last two games is that they have not finished well, that they've had these collapses in the second half. And what's wild is before that, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this Kansas team, how good they are at finishing games and how well they played down the stretch in some of these tight ball games. But that just hasn't been the case as of late. And so now you look at with two games left with TCU on Thursday – Baylor, uh, or, or rather, uh, Texas on, uh, on right. Saturday. And then a potential matchup with Baylor in the Big 12 Conference Tournament, uh, possibly the Big 12 title game. The number one seed very well may come down to a Big 12 Conference Tournament championship game between Baylor and Kansas at this point here. That's how tight this is uh, at this rate. And you know, although Kansas isn't playing great right now, I think it's a pretty simple solution for this team. They have to get Remy Martin some more minutes. This guy is arguably the second best player on this Kansas team. He was the Pac-12 player a year ago, and he's hardly ever seeing the floor. And a lot of people attribute that to his uh, lack of defensive ability here. But (laughs) at some point, you got to get your best player's minutes. And I think it's kind of catching up with this team at this point is they don't have that true point guard that Remy Martin could be.
0: I love how you were diplomatic about that. In a lot of circles, it is he sucks on defense, but you were much more diplomatic on that on why he's not getting uh, playing time for that. I uh, love the inside of Tyler Jones. He's at Tyler Jones live on social media if you need him. As he mentioned, uh, not only the Jones report, the podcast and the breakdown there, not only a hilarious and insightful and informative NASCAR podcast with driver David Starr. It's called Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Love that podcast every week in the NASCAR season Is the good old boys are back running again but he's got a new gig with chat sports he's going to tell you more about that coming up he's going to be an NFL guru with chat sports based out of Dallas Texas we love that get him another cowboy hat get him his uh, uh, boots his spurs his six shooter whatever he needs his big belt buckle and be ready to go with chat sports uh, as well with that new venture Uh, back to the game on Tuesday and I'm not just rubbing this up for bad uh, memories TCU really played with passion they upset Texas tech at home with their season on the line this weekend, they then beat Kansas in the follow-up game. Did you know, Tyler Jones, they have never ever beaten two teams in the AP top 25 in back-to-back games in the program's history of TCU. They had never done it. So now they've done it. Um, Interesting that Morris, the guard played very well uh, in this matchup on Tuesday. Well, now they're coming right back for three dog Thursday purposes. And uh, I'm sorry, Miles, Mike Miles, forgive me on the name, had the 19 points and the six assists. So now we don't have the line in front of us, but the line was about four and a half or five for TCU as the favorite Tuesday. I believe this will be Kansas by a couple of points. We don't know that for sure. But Tyler, I think it swings the other way for the Jayhawks. So very interesting here for three dog Thursday purposes. Some people might be interested in TCU. They haven't been great on the road. I'm saying stay away from that. I think Kansas in revenge, be very careful here in this game.
1: I agree and it's a whole different environment when Kansas gets to play at home and a quick turnaround and such. Bill Self is so good coming off a loss and I know I say that after he's lost back-to-back games, but historically speaking, he's done well off a a loss and and I think that they're going to put their best foot forward and have a good showing on Thursday night against TCU and I expect them to beat Texas too and finish out the regular season with these two wins and and uh, hopefully be onward and upward heading into this a Big Twelve Conference tournament.
0: This is why I lean on you because you've been in that building at least a couple of times. You were you, were you there the night of the Texas Tech? I think you were double oh. overtime crazy game. What was that like? What is that building like? What was it like that night, Tyler?
1: that night, you know, Kansas led most of the game, and then Texas Tech goes on a run to uh, end the second half to, to send it to overtime, and uh, the electricity just intensified. You know, typically when we see, you know, at these road environments when uh, a team does something that, you know, is, is unexpected, the road team, you kind of quiet the crowd of some sorts. It was a complete opposite in this case, where Texas Tech – getting on that run intensified the Kansas crowd and responded. And uh, it was a great game, great environment. Uh, You know, Texas Tech has certainly had a really good year. Mark Adams has done, I think, maybe the most impressive coaching job of anybody in the country this year for the circumstances they've been to get this thing to be a a top, you know, 12 team at this point. And when uh, Chris Beard, of course, left for uh, Texas and took some, uh, things with him uh, as well, so yeah, uh, great, uh, great environment. It'll be tough for TCU, be tough for Texas. A good finish to the year, and and uh, you know, as far as that game against Texas goes, coming up against this weekend, if you're looking uh, to make a bet there, in uh, in Kansas's case, under Bill Self, they have never lost on Senior Night, and they ever. Have a really good ever. ever.
0: That's interesting, right. yeah.
1: And you have to go back gosh, I think over 20 years before you find a loss on senior nights. Bill Self, he'll start all his seniors. Doesn't matter if you're a walk-on or not. You'll be in the starting lineup. And it's worked out beautifully for Kansas over the years. So uh, I think uh, this is a good don't – if we're talking like stops, buy the dip right now in this Kansas team.
0: (laughs) And the other thing is for Texas, they're smarting uh, off of another loss. Baylor got them on Monday – I know they're likely in the tournament. I mean, their net ranking has them in the top 20, but this is probably wrong place, wrong time, and they might be a 7, 8-point underdog or worse come Saturday night, depending on how the Kansas TCU game goes and how Kansas looks. The odds makers may make that double figures, we will see, on that game, and that's revenge part two. The, the Jayhawks didn't win against any of the Texas teams. They were 0-4 against uh, Horn's. Red Raiders, Baylor, and then TCU, but they get these games at home to end the year, including Texas to close it out on senior night. Like you mentioned uh, for this matchup. All right. So in your mind right now, because you look at this whole conference, we know Baylor, uh, Texas tech, Kansas at the top of it, are all going to be high seeds, probably one seed, two seed for those teams out outside chance at one of them's a three seed Texas probably in, you've got three other teams that have cases In this conference that includes TCU, which is now in the top 50 of the net and even a loss to Kansas for them is not going to really hurt them that much strength of schedule. Iowa State is 35 in the net. Iowa State has nine quad one wins. Tyler, they've got to be in. Do they not in this Big 12? That's a fifth That's a fifth team that's definitely in, right? Iowa State, yes?
1: I think you have six teams solidly in at this point. I think Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas, TCU, and Iowa State are all in. Um, I don't think what matters the rest of the way with the regular season and the Big 12 tournament changes anything for those six teams. Oklahoma has an outside chance to still make this thing. I think that Oklahoma team... We've seen what they're capable of. You know, they put a shellacking on Texas Tech a couple weeks ago and, you know, beating them by 30 at home. If Oklahoma can surprise some people and roll off, you know, a win against K-State on Saturday and maybe a couple in the Big 12 tournament, don't rule out the Sooners' chances of still making it in the big dance at this point. And something to think about, too, when you look at the Big 12 tournament next week is that, It's only going to include nine teams. It's going to be a different bracket than we typically see because Oklahoma State is not eligible for the postseason. So uh, that will look uh, different than what we're accustomed to uh, usually, but nonetheless, uh, we'll, uh, we'll march on.
0: Well, and another important point, we'll keep talking about this, including on next week's show on Three Dog Thursday, you have a chance to help your resume on the neutral floor and the selection committee uh, chaired by Tom Burnett, the head of the Southland Conference, they will take a stronger look at you winning a neutral floor game and maybe even a couple of them than winning games late in the year at home, no matter who you are, they're going to look at that neutral floor in the conference tournament differently in Oklahoma's case, Tyler. I don't know. They've got, they've got work to do at this point. Uh, they are 47 in the net. So that's an interesting metric an interesting number. They're two and 11 in quad one. They've had 13 chances. They're two and 11. And one of the two is an Arkansas out of conference win that will help them a little bit in the eyes of the committee, but they have had chance after chance, head-to-head with Iowa State down the stretch, lost, uh, head-to-head with Texas, lost in overtime, head-to-head rematch with Texas Tech who wiped them out, Those and, and also a loss to Kansas. They lost four games in a row, Oklahoma, from February 12th to February 22nd. Any one of those helps them more they're going to probably have to pull an upset the Sooners or a two at the, at the conference tournament, or I don't know that they, that they make the cut here with the other bubble teams like Memphis and North Carolina and Indiana and Rutgers and Oregon. I don't know that Oklahoma is going to outdo those teams to get in with that resume. If they don't get a couple of wins in the conference tournament fair, you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's, let's say for all tits and purposes, they take down K state on Saturday that puts them at 17 and 14 to end the regular season. You get two wins in the conference tournament. That puts you at 19. Then you're, you're close. Um, and you know, in Oklahoma's case, if you're at two wins already, then you're in the conference tournament championship game. You're, you have a chance right there. Just go ahead and get that third win and secure your spot rather than trying to hope for a, a Hail Mary from the committee. So Oklahoma, an outside chance, but I think you're sitting at six teams comfortably in the tournament at this point with a Baylor, Kansas, Tech, Texas, TCU, and Iowa
0: State. And I love the insight of Tyler Jones here still hanging with me. I want to talk to him a little more about that atmosphere in Kansas City and how different it's been. We'll do that here in a couple of moments uh, as he joins me on Three Dog Thursday. We don't have the bracket. We obviously aren't going to know the bracket till this weekend on who they play. The interesting thing for tiebreaker purposes, again, you and I were looking at this, if Kansas and Baylor end up tied at the top of the Big 12 here, they went out and they end up tied. I believe Kansas ends up the number one seed. we got to wait to see if, if the Big 12 confirms that because I believe they will go to the third team, the next team below the tie. And in this case, Kansas swept uh, Texas Tech, correct? Baylor lost both times to Texas Tech. I think that's going to give Kansas the tiebreaker. And the significance, Tyler, of that Actually, is...
1: Kansas lost the uh, first matchup in Lubbock.
0: Okay, so they're one and one. Thank you for the correction. They won the double overtime game you were at, but still Baylor lost both games. How did you do against the next best team? The significance here of whoever gets that one seed is that you're not playing Texas Tech or Baylor, hypothetically here, until the championship game. You would only play them in the championship game. You wouldn't play them around earlier the night before on Friday night in the semifinal game. So let's see how that plays out, but that could be in Kansas's benefit um as well what a tournament that's going to be knockdown drag out uh, and it's tough to beat a team three times for texas tech to beat baylor three times for texas tech to beat texas three times it's tough for anybody to beat anybody three times in one of these settings we'll see how it goes as i mentioned you've been in the sprint center you have been where they play this big 12 tournament now a year ago they they had limited fans limited media there that was weird you were actually there at the beginning of the shutdown the COVID 19 shutdown march of 2022 what was that whole scene like because that was taking place in the early round or two of the tournament right um on the wednesday night and the thursday right
1: yes so i was literally on my way to the arena for the wednesday night games and the news breaks that the big 12 is going to go forward with no fans for the rest of the big 12 tournament but they were still going to let fans enter in that night. And we were saying to ourselves, okay, that doesn't really make sense. You know, if you're going (laughs) to go ahead and do that, you might as well just have no fans to begin with. But they went through with it. And then uh, the first game gets played. I was doing some special coverage for that first game and wrote up a a nice piece and such. And uh, I go across the street for the K-State TCU game that was going on that night and just just have a little drink and – And uh, we're watching the game on one screen and ESPN's on another screen with breaking news from SportsCenter that the NBA season's been shut down with Rudy Gobert testing positive at the Oklahoma City Thunder game. And I said to my colleague who I was with at the time, I said, oh, here we go. (laughs) This is all getting shut down now. Uh, We're not going to be back here tomorrow. And uh, I don't know if we're going to have the NCAA tournament. And uh, sure enough, you know, it was – it was one of those moments I said to myself, you know, that was March 11th, 2020. I said, that's the day we will all remember where we were when the uh, world came crashing down. And for me, it was the uh, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City when uh, I found out that news. And it was unfortunate. It was such a dark day for not only the uh, sports world, but for our country and such. <laughs> we're still dealing with the after, after effects since.
0: Well, and again, the next day, the 12th, was the Thursday where everybody basically shut everything down. Big 12, all the professional leagues. It was a chain reaction of all of them doing that, and that's what you're referring to. And we got no, I mean, you talk about having the tablecloth yanked out from under the proverbial or the figurative Thanksgiving dinner. That's what happened. I mean, it's all gone. Zip. Out the door, no conference tournament resolutions, no NCAA tournament resolution at all, with, with so many fascinating storylines that year uh, of uh, could Virginia repeat? Uh, could uh, could a team like Dayton or a team like San Diego State, that was that good and Gonzaga and others, contend, if not crash it and win the whole thing? We'll never know. We'll never oh, know because yeah. it, it, it got that, shut down that year. Yeah.
1: That's one thing that frustrates me is that Kansas team was number one in every poll. And would have been no matter what happened to the big 12 tournament would have been the number one overall seed. And it feels like an opportunity that got ganked from them. And one thing that frustrates me actually with uh, the university of Kansas is they still have not done anything to recognize that team in some way. You know, I understand that uh, you can't really call it a national championship, but if you can hang a banner up to recognize those guys as the undisputed number one team or something to that effect, those guys deserve some recognition of something. And uh, Kansas, granted, they've changed athletic directors and some administration and such since then, but there hasn't been anything to recognize those guys that had their season cut short after what was a marvelous season.
0: And how about that from 2020 just a couple of years ago? Another couple moments with Tyler Jones before he's out of here on Three Dog Thursday. Again, you've been in there at full throttle for that whole scene, semifinals, championship game, relay to the fans that are hearing us, what is that like? It is now back to full capacity with all the fans being there for this year's version of the Big 12 tournament. What is that like to be in there, especially like semifinal Friday night and then championship game, especially if Kansas is obviously involved? I, Electric doesn't do it justice probably, right?
1: Well, the, the big thing is if Iowa State finds a way to still be involved, if they sneak into that semifinal or title game, Iowa State owns Kansas City even more than Kansas does. As for you know, decades Iowa State fans have made the trip from Ames as like their spring va- break vacation, and they load up the bars and all the hotels, and <laughs> it's uh, it's Hilton Coliseum South. A couple of years ago, when Kansas and Iowa State played in the Big Twelve Tournament Championship game, Iowa State played in the earlier semifinal than kansas did so they had about a two-hour head start on buying up tickets and sure enough even in kansas city the crowd was about 70 30 iowa state fans to kansas fans so uh iowa state fans have made their presence known for a long time kansas city has been a terrific host i don't expect even with the new big 12 coming that the big 12 tournament's going to be leaving kansas city anytime soon because they do a terrific job and they sell out every session uh it's as good as it gets you know uh, one thing that kind of gave me perspective on how good the Big 12 tournament was uh, in comparison to some of the other tournaments. Uh, uh, Reed Forgrave, who used to be with Fox Sports and Sporting News and such, great mm-hmm. guy, you know, covered college basketball for years. Um, I remember, uh, you know, one year he was covering the uh, Big East tournament, and I'd ask him ahead of time. I said, "Which uh, which conference tournament are you going to? Are you going to the Big 12?" He's like, "No, nah, I got to go to the Big East. I wish I was going to the Big 12." And you know, here we are. You know, the, 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 the mainstream media loves to tell us about how great the Big East and the ACC is, you know, and right. getting to play, and, you know, MSG and, and, you know, all the history with that. And, you know, the, the, the guys that know the sport, that, that see how good uh, the basketball that's played know that the, the Big 12 tournament's the place to be.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And again, Tyler, slightly biased. He's a Kansas guy; he's in the Midwest, but Hey, that's why we have him here on three dog Thursday. Hey, just one more along with the atmosphere, dangerous team might be that Iowa state team. They could remember maybe TCU, maybe Iowa state. If it's not one of the top ones like Baylor, Kansas, Texas tech, I don't know that Texas has enough offensive firepower to make a run. TCU showed some of that uh, to me with the three-point shooting, et cetera. And I've seen a little bit of Iowa State as well. Maybe one of those teams could be a surprise team in the championship game. When we're talking underdog theme, keep an eye on Froggies and Cyclones. I say, you buying that for the tournament?
1: Yeah. Uh, We hear it all the time from uh, what does Kenny Smith tell us uh, during the uh, tournament? Guards win in March. And, you know, Brockington uh, for Iowa State's averaging, you know, 18 points a game and has been terrific. And uh, not only that, but, you know, close to, you know, eight rebounds a game too. And that's a guy that potentially could take Iowa State on some path of some sorts, you know, could really get them on a run. I think they're going to need more out of uh, Tristan Iñaruna, the uh, former Kansas Guard who's uh, been playing for them, you know, he's been up and down uh, throughout the year. But uh, Iowa State is a sneaky good team, and TJ has done a really good job with uh, that team in his first year as their head coach. Um, No one had I had high expectations for Iowa State this year. This was a rebuilding job, and quickly they have been, you know, a borderline top twenty-five team for most of the year. So Iowa State, to me, is uh, more scary than than TCU is Texas. We were talking about this the other day, TJ, that uh, Texas, you know, they have some players, they have some athletes, but with that lack of offense, what can they do? To me, I think with their size, they potentially could could do what USC did last year and, you know, dominate inside. If they get the right matchups against some small teams, maybe Texas could make a run, not only this Big 12 tournament, but maybe they could make it to the second weekend as well. So out of that, you know, lower tier bunch, Uh, I'm not buying TCU, Uh, although Jamie's done a good job with that group. uh, I'm still intrigued with Texas and Iowa State with their potential, uh, what they could do down the stretch here.
0: And again, Iowa State will finish at Baylor uh, in the matchup on Saturday to close it out. Iowa State, interesting right now in the net ranking that they are 35th, as we mentioned. Big 12, again, has got seven programs inside the top 42 actually inside the top 47. They've got six programs inside the top 42, likely going to get six teams in uh, out of the 10 from this conference. We'll see if Iowa state is one of those uh, coming up. All right. Uh, Again, congratulations on a new gig for Tyler Jones. He's at Tyler Jones live on Twitter. Tell me more about chat sports and you're starting with them next week. Based out of Dallas, tell the audience more on three dog Thursday on what you're up to and where we can find you there.
1: Gonna be exciting. Uh, starting with a chat, chat sports on uh, Monday, covering all 32 teams across the National Football League, and doing daily coverage there. And I think I'm gonna dive in. Still do some uh, college sports and NBA stuff from time to time as well, but primarily focused on the uh, National Football League. But uh, certainly exciting time. You know, I, I've been doing uh, news and sports both. Uh, you know, the last year or so, and. And for me, it's a great opportunity to, to get back to what I'm passionate about, of, of covering sports full time, in particular, the National Football League. And, and you know, there there's no other league, TJ, that provides so much content throughout the year. You know, the, the season no for the NFL is more intriguing than I think the entire NBA season. You know, I mean we're going we're talking about the combine right now and the draft is coming up and free agency and all these different things it just never stops and we're going to cover it all and do uh, a great job doing it and uh, of course got the jones and let's go racing as well uh easiest way for all that info is uh check me out on twitter at tyler jones live
0: as you mentioned and find Chatsports, chat sports C H A T chat sports on social media find them through youtube find tyler's content there I always love his insight on all things, including March Madness. You mentioned the NFL. We all know the NFL's king. It's got the most interest. It's got the most eyeballs. It's got the most people arguably gambling on it, et cetera. Fantasy football, we get all of that. It's the most popular thing. But the second biggest, most popular thing is what's going on right now in March, and that is the mayhem, the madness of the next four weekends all the way through the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. And I am very appreciative that you gave me some Big 12 time and knowledge on all of these teams. Tyler Jones, thank you. Good luck with the new gig, and I promise we will be coming back to you as well here on Three Dog Thursday and other college programming before March is up. As well as your NFL stuff, you're doing on Chat Sports. I gotta get the takes in the college game from Tyler Jones. Beautiful stuff with me here on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, sir. Of course, you. Thanks, chick There he goes. Love the insight of Tyler Jones giving me a little Big Twelve love again. Uh, last week we were giving you Big Ten with Dan Leach uh, up in Michigan with ninety seven one. The ticket. The FM Sports Station. TC Martin was giving you West Coast stuff from the mountain west to uh, and tc's going to be working the big west conference tournament games by the way coming up uh, on radio out in vegas but they've got the west coast conference tournament coming the pac 12 conference tournament coming the WAC conference tournament coming it's incredible how much comes out to las vegas so we gave you big 10 we gave you uh, the west last week now we give you a little big 12 with tyler jones we effort to do it all uh, here for these games this weekend. Again, we'll see what happens with the underdog plays. I, I might be interested in that Iowa underdog play on Thursday night. You may already know the result. As the show becomes Thursday into Friday, you do know the result. But Iowa at Michigan, I might be interested in the revenge uh, because Michigan has just been too erratic for that one. Uh, and maybe Florida against Kentucky. I'm no Gator. I didn't go to the University of Florida. My wife went to the University of South Florida. I went to Memphis. And by the way, my Memphis Tigers enormous game coming Saturday with the Houston Cougars as well. And Memphis probably going to be a home underdog in that situation for Penny Hardaway and company. A much-needed uh, quad one game. If they can get the win and the sweep over Houston, it greatly helps Memphis's chances for the NCAA tournament. Will the uh, American Conference get two teams in? Will they get three teams in the big dance with SMU joining Memphis and Houston? Will it be SMU instead of Memphis? Memphis has got to take care of business in that matchup coming up with Houston on the weekend too. And then goodbye to coach K at Cameron It's going to be such an emotional night. What did I see? The courtside tickets are $80,000, 80,000 because there's only one final game for him and it's against North Carolina. And will they destroy them on Saturday? Or will Carolina hang in? Duke's maybe distracted by the coach K stuff doesn't play well. We will find out. I do know this coach K is such a great ambassador Uh, For the game, uh, the college game and the winningest coach and has done so much for the V Foundation and cancer research and things that he doesn't want credit for want the public to know about with what he's done behind the scenes and the season is not over. I mean, obviously, they've got a chance to do damage, not only in the ACC tournament, but the NCAA tournament, but this is the final game at Cameron for Coach K. Look forward to it, and I'm proud to say that I got a chance in previous broadcast live with Sirius XM to host some of Coach K's basketball and beyond show that's been running for the better part of 15 years now on that channel. I got to be around Coach K a couple of different times, including for the North Carolina game a couple of times. Uh, it is some scene there inside a camera. You cannot, there's two or three things that strike you. You cannot understand and appreciate on TV how tiny that arena is. You can't believe they can get six or 7,000 people in there, much less nine or 10,000 people in there. You can't believe how hot, literally, it is temperature wise. They have the heat on no matter what, and, it, and it's like 105 degrees to play in there. It's hot in there. And the intensity of that rivalry with North Carolina, where you get it guaranteed two times every year and usually three in the SEC, in the uh, ACC tournament, man, going to be something else for Saturday. That'll be the scene. ESPN will be there with their game day show, et cetera. Let's see how it all plays out. My thanks again to our guests, Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Gave you some underdog advice, gave you some under advice for Three Dog Thursday with Monmouth at the beginning of the MAAC tournament Uh, on a quarterfinal game at home, gave you some Saturday underdog advice as well. Tyler Jones with me also uh, from the Midwest, starting his new gig with chat sports, check them out online, CHAT chat sports. Uh, Tyler also with the Jones report, his podcast and show Uh, Tyler talking a lot of Kansas, a lot of big 12, what's going to happen with the Jayhawks and that final game, Uh, With Texas, they do play TCU on Thursday night. As you're listening to us on Thursday, as the weekend goes on off of that game, you already know how they did or didn't do. Rock, chalk, and Texas to wrap the regular season. Who gets the top seed in the Big 12? We'll find out. Hope you enjoyed all of the conversation about the college hoops. Again, a reminder, find us, follow us subscribe apple podcast spotify google podcast we cannot wait for conference tournaments next week the ncaa tournament will be here right after that we are inside of two weeks before selection sunday a week from sunday night we're going to be all over it on three dog thursday with the underdog picks as the tournament unfolds for now we're good my thanks to my guys sean green ryan kramer everybody with the sports gambling podcast their network of shows at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're back next week. Good luck with the underdogs. Enjoy the college basketball from Three Dog Thursday. I'm TJ Reeves, Wolf Wolf.